0: Welcome to another episode of the Feminine Files. This is Elle. Hey, B. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black female women. Where's the lie? And we are back. I think I always wanted to say that for an intro. Okay. I like <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm simple. Keep it simple. Keep I'm, it simple and easy. I'm real simple, but you know, she all cheery, which I need. I need that because I feel like me and you be on the same wavelength sometime. It's like, all right, let's start the show. Well, we could to be on the same wavelength again today because... We're going to open this show up, really, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the experience I had with going to this Healthy, Wealthy, Wise uh, retreat. And let me just preface this. I don't generally go to retreats. I've said this before, like, that's never been a thing for me. Now, no distant people will have retreats. It's just, for one, you know, I don't like talking to people. This This is true, I know. Oh, so then it's like for me to go to a retreat, even alone, is like weird to me, right? So that's yeah, when crazy. was this? Because I'm like, did I miss that? Like, when was this retreat? This was last weekend. So this was a weekend, okay, yeah. Yeah. So I it. yeah okay. And it was um, Hershey, Pennsylvania. And really, honestly, the only reason I went was because Dr. Carr was going to be a keynote speaker. So Got let's you. just be clear. Okay. Okay. So that's really why I went. And you know, I started listening. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't tell everybody what this retreat was called. So it's called Healthy, Wealthy, Wise. And it was put on by Karen Hunter. And what I was able to find out is that this is actually their second time doing it. They did it right before the pandemic hit. Mm. And you know, with the pandemic and everything, they didn't do it again. And so this is their second time doing it, because there was a couple of people there that said, they didn't get a chance to do it the last time, and they really wanted to do it this time. So, you know, I was kind of getting the feel of, oh, these people are like listeners of Karen Hunter's show on Sirius XM. So I listened to a couple of her clips on YouTube, but I hadn't listened to her on the actual like show. Since coming back, though, I have to admit, I've been listening to the show. It's on channel... 126 on SiriusXM. So, guys, if y'all have that capability in your cars, and I, I think you can actually, yeah, you can. You can listen on the app now. I listen to it in the house. She comes on Monday through Friday from three to six, and I do like her energy. She, uh, mm-hmm. she's really kind of straightforward, no chaser, which I love. Right, right. And so, you know, I went, and I didn't know what to expect. But I'm going to tell you, like, my two favorite sessions. I mean, of course, one of the two is Dr. Carr, right? Like, that was going to be a no-brainer. He did, like, the in-class with Carr live, and it was good. I enjoyed it. He kicked it off with talking about the history of um, Milton Hershey, you know, the one who started Hershey. Yeah. Yeah you already know where you went with that one right so this right. guy was humanitarian but of course a lot of that stuff was built off and the enslaved and so forth and so on but the school that he built and how you know it, this school is a really popular school these days to get into this private school which I didn't even know anything really about this foundation so that was one thing I thought you know that conversation it kind of brought up some other Things in a room, people were able to ask questions. So, you know, that experience was dope. I mean, Russia came up and we can get into that too. I know we've talked about this before, but I don't know, Suge, I'm starting to get a little, I'm starting what? to get mad about that, that Russia thing. Man, because I saw like, aren't they sending, so they're sending over, um, I want to say like another 800 million or something. So I want to say they spent, they sent over a billion dollars to, the ukraine and again and which is really funny because i just got back from chicago or whatever for um work you know jesse did you see jesse
1: no
0: just well you mean juicy juicy smolier justice okay sorry (laughs) but no i ain't i ain't seen him but we'll we'll talk about that mofo as well, but I had like some really interesting conversations with my coworkers. So there were two guys that work out there. One was 28, and another one was 58. So they're both white males, and we were having like the most bomb conversation about race and slavery and the LBGTQ community and all of that kind of stuff. And it was like we were just like clicking. I didn't agree with everything that was said. Yeah. But it was really good conversation, like some of the things that we have talked about previously on the podcast. So the older gentleman brought up the fact that he was like, you know, I kind of feel, you know, sorry for your community. Because he was like with the LBGTQ movement, he feels like he was like, I feel like that has taken away from the things that African-Americans in this country have been pushing for. Or whatever. And it's just like I said, you know, previously, I was like, well, part of it is our own fault because the gay community, they're just better organized. The Asian community, they're better organized. So that's something that we need to really sit down and have a conversation with. But it's shit like that that really makes me mad because it's like we got so much shit going on in our own backyard. And y'all would rather go rescue everybody else than to fucking take care of home first. And I just think that news coverage, like you know, when it was it's constant, yo. But when you think about the other wars that have been happening around this country, they don't give a shit, don't care nothing about it. If that thing was not in a European country, we we wouldn't do not right anywhere in Africa. No, oh, you don't hear because that's what's supposed to happen in Africa. And that what the guy from CBS said, and I've been tweeting his ass or tweeting hashtagging him ever since, like. It's crazy to me. And I'm getting upset because like you just said, they just approved another $800 million. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it is people on the streets. Yeah. <laughs> With no food, mm-hmm. dying in the cold, trying to scrape up money to pay for medications. All of this, but you can go and shell out $800 million for war? That's not even yours? That part ain't got shit to do with us you know i think that that lyric you know kept coming up because you know i was hearing people talk about it um the great tupac you know we got money for wars but can't feed the poor Mm -hmm. anymore yeah that's exactly what's happening yeah congress when they fuss about you know roads being fixed and any infrastructure bills and you know, oh, we finna fuss about this crown act. Like, any of these other things are just right. We can't but touch them. But baby, right. when we talk about war, it gotta be sugar. And I ain't looked into this, but you know, everything goes back to money. Mm, it of gotta course, be that these people is connected to these arms or these other sales. Some kind of like, are they sitting on boards where these things that are being made for war are made because? why are unless they just evil people which i know they have evil in them like let's just be here's what i'm okay this is kb's thoughts right okay Mm -hmm. KB's thoughts is that if you come from a lineage that can just kill people and take to take their land this is in you maybe you don't mind spending 800 million dollars to just go to war and kill and help support killing more people now i'm not saying russia's right not saying that russia's right i'm not saying none of that i'm just saying the concept of it yeah i mean well but you can fuss about infrastructure you can fuss about medicine but i i mean and it's kind of like you said so america is very unusual. Like they always have money set aside for war. And then also being, um, working in the aerospace industry where, you know, we make war fighters and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I've noticed like working in the industry, people get nervous when a Democrat is voted into office because Democrats usually don't spend as much money on war as Republicans do. So that's why people in the company that I work at, they kind of get nervous and it's like, well, I don't necessarily support what this person is saying, but, you know, just job wise, as far as job security, if I vote Republican, then that means that there will probably be a surplus of money that will be given to our company to invest into, you know, researching and making all of these weapons to protect the country. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. But yeah, there right. are reserves see, for
1: for so war like that. I yeah,
0: see, I can see the companies voting Republican because it is true, right? Right, but. Why would the and everybody be on board with this? And the reason I say that is that this is a great opportune time for the Democrats to negotiate the stuff they want. Because we all know the Republicans want to go to war. And, and I'm still saying they must, them Republicans that are in office that vote for this, they got to be connected to this stuff some kind of way on the back end. They getting something from this. like they got to be, right? Unless they just really like killing no, probably. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't pay too much attention to it because, again, like I said, I feel like it's white people fighting white people. And then also the way that Ukraine has treated Africans and black people who, were within, their, who yeah. were within their borders. I'm kind of like, fuck y'all anyway. You know what I'm saying? I hate that this is happening, especially for innocent people. But the way that y'all are being attacked but you still have find time to be racist against people who have melanin in their skin i i kind of don't care about your fight and it's not enough reporting on that and i'm totally pissed so like you said i'm white people problems but like you said i'm i'm watching what's happening to the people from the african diaspora that are being mm-hmm. treated unfairly in that shit so that's what type of time i'm on so you know it was some interesting people got up and made little comments around that and it was you know kind of bringing up that conversation the other thing that was amazing was we had this master class and I know you already know all about this but literally I just got put on to this like I have heard you talk about it but I had never like the orisha the whole that whole thing okay yeah and mm-hmm. so um Dr. Senyata Amen actually did a master class on it and it was so dope. And, you all know, we, after she walked through the seven African powers, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of really line them up as far as colors and what they're known right. for. Right, I'm a Wednesday baby. So, you know, she even took it to America and, you know, as, you know, Dr. Carr would kind of say, the social structure has taken our stuff and remixed it and they'll put it into like comics and so, so forth, right? Right. Yeah. But, I, it was just amazing because, you know, even for the Wednesday, I thought that was interesting that, you know, on one hand, you know, it's the war, it's the thing that comes through everything, but then it's this other piece of this cross worlds rather like this, this is where the cross worlds happen. But it was mm-hmm. so funny because they actually described Wednesday as being quick with the mouth, like witty. Okay. And I'm like, yeah. I do come with the, the slicks real quick. Yeah. And so um, I just thought that was interesting. So, you know, Wednesday, Mercury, Mary Coley's, I guess is how you say it. I want to say colors, black and red. I was like, oh, okay. You know, I thought that, what, what day were you born on? So I'm a, I was born on a Friday. So oh, like even okay. with all the purple and stuff, you got a little bit of that Mardi Gras thing going on. Yeah. So even, and I mean, it's really Interesting, like people are talking about Arisha and I'm kind of happy that Beyonce kind of kicked off this whole thing of kind of bringing it to the mainstream with Lemonade and the way that she did it was, it was very intelligent because she was bringing these very powerful, very black images that nobody was expecting. So it's kind of like if you were really paying attention and if you were into IFA and traditional African religions, you knew what was going on but you, you know she, you think she um i've i've heard that she is she she studies uh, traditional yeah so I but know that was really i didn't know if she was really studying it or was it a trend so yeah i was looking at your colors green yellow and white but i think i recall her saying y'all can throw in purple sometimes or something like that that's why sometimes you see oh y'all in purple or is it just the green yellow and white so it depends. So with Mardi Gras, the traditional colors are um, green, purple, and yeah. yellow. And they each have their own meaning. But with the Orisha, like you said, the seven major ones, they all have their own um, colors. And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna make any secret of this. So I'm studying IFA in an effort to better understand what my ancestors used to yeah. study because they were, you know, on a slave ship and they brought all that with them. Um, so trying to understand like some of the beliefs that they had before they got converted to christianity so i went to atlanta back in december to kind of like figure out who my heterisha is so i am a child of ogun so ogun is is a so he's a warrior so his main colors are um green i believe he's associated with wednesday as well so that's probably why you know we have the same birthday so it's like ah (laughs) probably pick up on some of that energy and I get like warrior vibes from you as well. But then also in my reading, Oshun came up. So Oshun is the oh, goddess of, yeah. she's the river goddess. So she's the goddess of like sensuality. Her color is yellow. Her mm-hmm. day is it's her day. Her day is either Friday or Saturday. I wanna say it's Friday. But I mean it's yeah, really, Oshun is Friday. Yeah, but I mean it's very interesting. So I'm happy that people are starting to embrace that because I'm like, you know, as a collective black people, and we talked about this with my co-workers as well, like we're very into Christianity, and that's because we clinged to it once we came over. And it's like, you know, they beat but it, it into us. Christian. Christianity was, but it was, in right? it yeah, was it was in Africa. Yeah, it was in Africa. Africa. That's like people be like running and be like, oh, that's that's your masters. No, 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 no. We knew certain parts of that it was like, oh, we know that story. That's equivalent to this, right? That's equivalent to that. Oh, y'all call it that. Okay, we can call it that. You know, right. even if we didn't call it that name. We knew what they was talking about. You know, and I think that to me in itself is amazing, right? How you can, I'm listening to her talk about these things, right? Because Wednesday, um, so my guy is, and I'm gonna mess his name up, so I need you to correct me. Mm-hmm. Um, Elegba. Ele. How do you say his name? Is E L E G B A. Alegba. So Alegba, Alegba right? That's and he's, mine. Right. So the red and the black, and also yeah. depending on what branch um you are studying, he's also known as Eshu. So again, F- that's kind of like what you were saying. So he's like the owner of the crossroads. So when yeah, it comes also, to yeah. the Orisha, he's like the messenger he's the he message in, right he come yes. in like you have to come through him first before you get to any other before god. you go there yes so yeah exactly. so i thought that, that was it and, and you know what i was saying sugar i was like you know i always be talking about i got a problem with making decisions i'm like my god is like this crossword like why the hell i came into decisions i that's, didn't leaning into this libra thing which this you know the and, 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 and that does that does factor into it but yes yeah. SU, su is the the entity that you go to where it's like okay i need to make a decision so where well, do where i, I go it? And, and i feel like that's part of the the libra energy too like we're just indecisive as yeah. a sign but it's need letter, help you I with that. show up more of me right <laughs> look <laughs> sorry <laughs> but no i mean <laughs> They said my other colors are saffron and white. So they said I could do saffron white or red and black. So, and then lavender. I was like, oh, I do love lavender. Like I love the smell, the scent of lavender. Yeah. Calm me down, right? I have candles all around here with lavender. So I thought that was hella dope. And look, I was in foods. And Uh it was like all these- There are certain foods. Yes. Broccoli, Uh brussels sprouts, peas. I love asparagus. Like I'm a brussels sprout and asparagus head. Um cabbage, chickpeas, carrots, and oats. And I'm like, I eat all of that. So listen, she taught this hella master class that yeah. I was like write all these copious notes down, girl. Right. She ends up giving us a pay at the end when we leave. Well, I hate that. I um I miss that because i I would be interested in that. Like, I'm actually we're talking about going to cuba in august to I talk about to because of that you remember we went you remember right we, yeah so that's the I, point of the of they the kept trip. bringing up cuba and i was like yes because cuba so the enslaved folks like it's very heavy like it's very a part of their culture and you see it everywhere and it's just like you don't know what you're looking at but remember but you, that's how we got, we got to it. We yeah we got a taste of, like, right we I, got a taste of but we didn't understand, we didn't understand what was know. happening yes so and when cuba, he was bringing, she was bringing up cuba and i'm like yeah we saw it yeah we saw All it right. so cuba cuba and brazil i would say are the two outside of nigeria also trinidad and tobago as well but so, we didn't get an opportunity to see that but yeah so look, there's a place that he, they mentioned in Brazil, where all of these ocean, like all of them mm-hmm. are in this one thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go there. Yeah. Like, so we need to make next, a trip. I've yeah, got to make a trip though. We gotta
1: got to make a trip. To.
0: So this was yeah. dope. I, I'm going to scan this. I know you know this crap, but I'll send it to the other rest of the tribe. And Yes. Um, just to kind of keep that going. So that was my my experience and it was like hella dope and we got books and oh and i got a um an african game as one of the gifts and it had um an indigra sign on there and my mean community so it was so i'm gonna try to learn how to play this game this weekend they played a video for us to show us how to play the game mm-hmm. I, it's like a um and i want to pronounce it i'm probably gonna mess this up so i will come back next week and and correct yourself yeah but a weed up board, a weed up board, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, we up board. Yeah. Okay. I have mm-hmm. one now. Okay. I have one. And it has, she got four different um signs on it. And so mine, it starts with an E and I can't pronounce that shit, but it means community. Um, so I was really um excited about that. So we got some nice gifts, things that you can actually take and oh, and with the master class on Orisha's. What was really cool is that they had all the herbs around a table, and so we were able to make mm-hmm. yep. We we're maybe- yeah. able to make our own tea at the end of her master class. And I will tell you, I had my first cup this morning because I hadn't I hadn't done it yet. You know, I she had the little tea bags, and we was able to put it in there. And yo, that tea was so delicious. I don't know if it was because I just knew what herbs I was taking in, um, mm-hmm. and how they aligned to the seven African powers. But it was just, it was amazing. So that's a kickoff. Yeah, but I mean, it is really dope. So I'm happy that you got to see some of that because I'm like, I have books. Um, I'm also part of a community here in Baltimore. And it's funny enough, I signed up for, it's kind of like this one day retreat. So every July, there's something that's happening. Funny enough in Pennsylvania. So let me know if you want to roll. So, and it's like, we offer, we have offerings that we give to Oshun and we go like bathe in the river and like it's it's just really dope. And it's kind of like releasing negativity and putting things out there. And you doing this. So it's July. Like I said, I signed up for it today. So I can send you the information. Like if you want to go this year, it's gonna be a whole weekend, but I'm only going for Saturday but okay, yeah, it's, it's yeah so it, they have like a market and it's it's only for black women it's black women only so it's all about sisterhood and positivity and you know thanking osun for you know allowing us to make it this far in the year so any issues that you might be having as far as relationships or love or even fertility like sexual love right yeah I mean you put all of that you put all of that out there but I mean I had so much fun last year so I'm really looking forward to this year but I'll send you You the information Mm -hmm. I'll send you the information but it's really nice like we have like spiritual baths and all kinds of stuff but it was just it was a really beautiful experience so I hope you can make it I'll tell um l as well and maybe we can make it a girl's trip and maybe we could do an episode on it so Yay. Good. good so i know we we we. i know we, we got all off topic but <laughs> no that's what i wanted i i wanted to because you know i don't think you know everybody not getting that education right and so right when you get it like so listeners if you want this information i have it in a very nice you know, chart that you can learn more about it. I'm going to get me a book too because I was like, oh, I got to read more about this. Um, just hit us up at finnoirfiles at gmail.com and I'm happy to email it to you. So that's that. So talking black. <laughs> this first story. Yo, this is my favorite story. I'm sorry. I, I, I said that when you were kind of bringing it up. the article. Yeah. No. This is my favorite story. So the <laughs> <laughs> if everybody doesn't know what's kind of happening in, in lovely Fort Lauderdale place, you know, Florida is where I'm normally embarrassed, but there was a Fort Lauderdale police chief fired over minority first, what they consider, let me put it, what they consider minor, uh, for minority first practices in hiring and promotions. He actually was only in this position not even a year a year they got yeah, his ass, a little less than a year yeah they got his ass up out of there you hear me he went to <sighs> he went to promoting black people and co- people of color and mm-hmm. they said hell, and and women and they had a problem with women. it and but, they said hell to the note they said he promoted 15 people from august to november and of that group six were ethnic or gender minorities selected for promotions based on their merit so here's I, 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 I'm just they want yeah eyes. I mean I I feel a way about this and I actually saw this happen to one of my managers that I had at Northrop so when I first joined the company the group that I came into again the only black female in the group the youngest one in the group so it's kind of like and that's something that we need to have real discussions about because, you know, an age gap, a 20, 30 year age gap difference. difference. And also, yeah, and also, you know, being of a different race, you know, how do you relate to your coworkers? So I was feeling awkward coming in the door because again, I'm the only black female on the team and I'm the youngest. So I kind of felt like, happy to be here but I also feel like it kind of put me at a disadvantage because you know how people get together for happy hours and stuff after work and how you network and all of that I'm not going to be included in those conversations because it's just how do I relate to this young black girl you know she's 30 years old and I'm 60 like what are we gonna have to talk about but we ended up getting a black manager and she was kind of along those same lines of oh it needs to be some more color. In here. So that's what she was trying to do. She was trying to bring in more minority talent and you know the the powers that be got wind of it and they got rid of her. So I've seen this play out, but one of the quotes in the article that I thought was dope, and he said, If promoting diversity is the hill I'm gonna die on, I will sleep well tonight. So totally right. I'm here for it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like We deal with this all the time. How many times do you know you're the most talented person in the room as far as education, experience, all of that? And I feel like we're even seeing that play out with the Supreme Court justice because she's been a judge for like 32 years and the other two candidates that they recently had that got promoted to the Supreme Court, I wanna say like she has almost twice as much experience as them like combined as far as years. And she's the most educated. So again, it's like having to fight to promote her. And it's like, she's very worthy of this. Whereas the other two people kind of just got it handed to them just because of who they knew. So I feel like that's kind of the way that you level the playing field. I feel like you need to have people with this type of mentality of, okay, Obviously there's something wrong here, but again, I'm like, yeah, you want to hire the, the best person for the job, but there is something to be said for having a diverse pool of people working for you because that helps to make the company better because they might take things into consideration that other people want. So I, when I read this story, you know, I, I think about people who do lip service, right? That say, right. oh, uh, we're going to, yep. We yep. ain't doing it. But that, I was with you on that quote. Me, he was, again, aligned tonight. Because <laughs> that was mine too about this, the heel. If I got to down this hill, this is when I'm... This you is know the one. Like John Brown. That's like, hard. Man, 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 man. Yep. I, I want y'all to go check out John Brown. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> stop what you're doing and go look up. When a white person talking about they want to be an ally, bitch, be John Brown. You see what I'm saying? Like to me, that's an ally all these other, all these other people doing lip service. So shout out to, um, police chief, former police chief, Larry, and, and I must mess his last name, Scarato. Mm-hmm. You think that's how you say it? I, I don't, close enough. <laughs> that, that's it. Um, yeah. you know, cause that's, this is what allyship looks like. And if somebody has a problem with you saying that this wall is too white, but you're still hiring based off of their credentials, you're not just hiring. This ain't no, we just hire you because you black. No, you also have the credentials to be there. So right. I hope he's going to go after them and for a wrongful termination. I hope he get all the coins. I hope he gets all the coins. I do. Yeah. So I so don't know. I it. thought it was a dope story. Hell yeah! I'm here for it. You know that shit. Oh, you want to be real about it because that's the shit I was on today. I was like, we're gonna talk about these African powers, bitch, and we gonna talk about a John Brown reincarnate. Like, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it. But this story, so it was so funny. You know, El had pulled this and you know want to discuss, and it literally just came on that Karen Hunter show that I was just talking about. So I I just heard this story about. The uh, majority black town in Tennessee losing their financial control. So the the vice mayor, which I don't think I heard of that term before today. I haven't either. Okay, okay good. I was like, yeah, it's not it's not just you. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, I just wanted because I was like, I don't know if I heard of a vice a vice mayor chair or whatever. So this is um this this city is called Mason. Um, and it's in Tennessee and they say that they're they're close to Memphis I think yeah I think they're close to Memphis but anyway um, they're trying to come in the the town Tipton County is trying to come in well actually told them didn't give them an option because the the vice mayor was on the radio show today and told them basically that they're going to take over they can either give up their charter Um, They gave them, they gave them two, I don't know if it was two options that they, I should, I don't know if I know if I should call them the options, but told them that they can either give up their charter or they want to come in and just run their, their financials. And so they're saying that they, they're behind, they haven't, they haven't been managing that that town good, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the story behind this is that Ford is about to come to their, to their city, their town, like close by. So it's about to be a lot of money that's going to come into this town. Right. We all know, and that's what we were talking about the first mm-hmm. thing, it's always back to this money. So they were explaining like, well, what's the problem? This is a town, and, I, and she quoted, I want to say it's around 63 point something percent Black. So this gotcha. is a black town, pretty much, right? Yeah. it has actually been run by Caucasians up until 2000. She said 2016, but the article I think said 2015 is when they hired their first black mayor. So that's already crazy because if you got a population- all oh, black town, and y'all just recently got your first black mayor? First black mayor- elected in 2015. So maybe that person started in 2015. They got elected in 2015, but started in 2016. There was corruption before, and that's where they were, had the embezzlement and all this stuff happening beforehand. So basically what Tipton County is saying, y'all have all these problems, but the problems was from 20 years ago before the current administration took over and they've been trying to rebuild. The lady was talking about the mayor, the vice mayor was saying, they was paying for a car and they didn't know why they was paying for that car, like a city car. Because this Tipton town told them they had to, they had to pay these bills. So they've been trying to catch up and pay. She stated that they were, all their bills were paid up. This article just still says that they're still in debt. So I don't know what is the case, what's the truth. But it's just interesting that this is a town that could possibly go and make a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. but guess what negros are they didn't want town. that yep negros mm-hmm. is running this town they got five people on that board they said um seven people total five of them are black they got one white and one hispanic they said hell to the no black yep. people are gonna run this with Ford coming here right they want that they money before Ford was from like nine years ago they been new for was coming now you know them talks happen long time ago so what you think about this story I mean you know again it's about the money yeah of course it is I mean and I feel like that's the history of America like when it all comes to down when it comes down to all this stuff at the end of the day it's all about the money you know what I'm saying like and we've seen that play out so many times even when it comes to places like Tulsa and Rosewood like they purposely destroyed these black cities which were doing great on their own, you know, again, that whole separate but equal bullshit. So it's kind of like, all right, we'll go over here and do our own thing. And we're thriving and white people see that and they have a problem with it because it's like, oh no, how dare, how how dare they, you know, they have more money and do you see what they're wearing and they're millionaires and we over here struggling. Like, no, that should be us. So let's go in here and, destroy it you know what i'm saying so t- people in tulsa are still feeling the effects of that to this day they're never going to be able to recoup that wealth that they had on black wall street nope. so that's the point you know it's, it's jealousy and it's like no let's go in there and mess all of this up and we could benefit from this like we they don't need it we need it so we're going to take it but from an action standpoint i just feel like we should be contacting ford Right, because Ford is coming there, and they're planning to invest in this article. It says five point six billion in a massive new electric vehicle and battery-operated dubbed the Blue Oval City, which only four miles away. Yeah, so I'm thinking Ford knows that they are pushing these people out of control over some bogusness. These people are starting to manage their city. They've got it back under control this was an administration that did this years ago that put them in the hole it's not the current they're trying to repair what do we need to do i hey start tweeting for calling whatever you need to do this story needs to blow up because i just can't understand how well i guess i can because this is a history like you said of a man yeah it, this so is, come this in is and what happened yeah how are you doing? This- You coming in and taking somebody late this is what happened. So I'm not surprised. I am interested to see how the whole thing plays out, but I'm I'm definitely not surprised that it's like, oh, we, we want a part, a- we want a no. part of that action. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm thinking that would be that's jobs, yes, yeah. education. So it's like that would be a game changer for a this whole changer. community. And that would, you know, really help this population of Black people to start building, like, real wealth. No. And, exactly. and You're have talking better, 5.6 billion? Exactly. I'm like, the school system alone, like, even if they were to give a million dollars of that to the schools, like, that would put kids light years ahead of where they currently are. But so again, is- all of this is, is very strategic. This is what happens. This is just another example of a story that we continue to see play out over and over again. But just imagine, like, I just, (laughs) these white people sitting up at this table, they conspiring. We going to go in there and tell them they got two options. Who the hell are you? It has to be somebody else that can come in and say, hell, you can't do that. Like, it's crazy to me. But anyway, I just, we go from the Fort Lauderdale officer who, who who got a John Brown-like spirit. I ain't gonna put him, he ain't John Brown, but he got a John Brown-like spirit to to this. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But I am excited about Daylight Savings Time. So I'm not excited about Daylight Savings Time because I'm still feeling the effects of losing that hour. So let me tell you what happened. So I was in Houston for a wedding last weekend and then it dawned on me my mom sent me a text message and she was like I'm getting ready for bed and I was like why are you getting ready it's six o'clock and she was like you know we lose an hour tonight and I had to get on the plane because I just got back from Chicago like I mentioned for work so I already and this is the weird thing about traveling so going from Baltimore to Houston I gained an hour but then I lost that hour on Sunday night because we had to switch the clock back and I just never recovered. So I've been asleep for a majority of today because that's the first time that my body could actually shut down and catch up on sleep. But daylight savings time to me has always been stupid. Like I get why we do it, but, and it was like, I was telling my boyfriend, I'm like, we're not farmers anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like it used to make a difference when people would have to get up at five o'clock in the morning and you wanted to still be kind of daylight outside so we would adjust the clock back and forth but I'm like it's stupid it's confusing people when you do business with people in other nations like I used to have to work with people in Korea and Japan and we would have to adjust schedules because they're like 12 13 hours ahead and it just throws everything and everybody off and especially kids because you know it's already hard for kids to get up in the morning so telling them that they lose an hour or making them try to go to bed an extra hour early so that they could get adjusted. It's just, it's a really big freaking headache. So I'm happy that they finally took this bill to Congress and the Senate passed it. So let's see what happens in the House. Yeah, well, Mark or Rubio, the one, Mark Rubio, the one that came up with this, right? So I'm sure he gonna, this shit gonna pass. I'm, I, I guess I'm still on, like, yeah, all those things, right? I think I'm mm-hmm. still on the shit we put emphasis on. The shit we can get past. You right, know you know what I'm saying? Shit. Exactly. We can do daylight savings time, but we can't do police stop killing black people. Yes. Where's, where's that? Voting rights. We can't exactly. do voting rights. Where's where that? But we, we can, can do daylight savings. A clock, a clock thing. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, but you know what? One thing I thought was really interesting, which I did not know about. The rate of heart attacks that spike, so they kind of put some. Yeah, help. it's health relate. It's health related as well. Yeah, and I mean, and people lots of sleep. Like you know, you mess up your sleep. Like, right, but that. people, and I, I hate this about America because we are so like work, 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 work. Yeah. But sleep is such a big part mm-hmm. of the reason why we have so many health issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like you want to lose weight, you probably need to go to sleep like you having issues with, with your heart or whatever, um, ADHD, it's probably because you're tired, like go to sleep. There's a reason why they recommend adults need to have at least eight hours of sleep because you really can't function when you're not taking care of yourself. So a lot of these health related issues and things that we experience is because we are, we're doing too much. Like there's a lot to be said for just sending your ass down and taking a nap. So that's why yeah, I'm like this out. whole <laughs> pandemic has worked out very well for me because it's like, oh, I ain't got nothing going on. I'm gonna run upstairs and go take me a quick nap and then come back downstairs and finish doing whatever it is that I need to do for work. So I'm like, I might not get my eight hours all in one setting, but if I'm taking naps throughout the day, it helps me with my productivity because I could better focus because I'm I'm well rested. Yeah. And this article did have a link to the studies I didn't get a chance to read them but I just thought that that factor of the study in 2014 seeing a spike of 24% in heart attacks following spring forward in March and then another study in 2016 saw an increase by 8%. So there's some increase happening. I just wonder what the underlying like I'm trying to think about what that is and then even the car accidents i didn't think about yeah it's like fatal car accidents happening they say year-round daylight saving time could really kind of help decrease this because there was a six percent in the days following time change in a, tw- a study that was done in 2020 so i thought that was very interesting like you don't think about might be um, like sleepy maybe off with that um, time and getting in car accidents now that you brought that up, that's funny because my aunt is currently in the hospital. Like they were running tests on her, so they think she might have had a stroke. So now that you mentioned that, I wonder if that has something to do with daylight savings time because this happened to her on Tuesday, and we just switched the clock back on Sunday. Sunday so but that I is a retreat and i lost an hour yeah that's i, I want to know yeah i'm gonna probably read these articles <laughs> um so right i'm curious, like this is up your alley anyway know, being it's, a doctor yeah here, this is here, right up your alley here, but, yeah. here's the weird look that's the weird side right but yeah i'm just curious <laughs> to see what was the connections is it something speeding up with them like what's but anyway that's i'll figure it out but no that but the shit that we can figure out the shit that Right. that. That takes a priority. Exactly. So interesting. So speaking of legislation that can get passed, I'm really happy but surprised to see this. So the U.S. House has passed the Crown Act, which would end hair discrimination so you know and I think that's funny because all of us have locks now you know like when we first started you were the only one that had locks but I you, know, know, since- you, you better know it, <laughs> and you better say it. but since then Ellen and I have gotten on the locks train and I'm like I should have done this years ago like I absolutely love them but I do remember I want to say this had to be about two years ago now. I did a presentation at work that was talking about hair discrimination and what it's like, like wearing your natural hair and also trying to explain to them. I'm like, okay, people think people in America have a tendency to think that the civil rights movement and and slavery and all of that was so long ago. And it's like, no, we are the first generation that didn't have to deal with segregation like think about that when our parents were born when they were going to school they had to deal with oh we have to go through this entrance or whatever so we were the first generation that doesn't know what that's like of not having to. oh if we go into the movies we have to go through this entrance or we could only use this water fountain so when you put it in that perspective it's like huh that's um that's interesting but I'm like I'm really happy that like my goddaughter and my little cousin they could wear like their natural hair their loose curls and ponytails and braids and all of that and nobody thinks anything of it but I'm like I remember those Saturday mornings of having to get up and your mama got the hot comb uh-huh. on the stove and hold your ear or oh that's just the grease popping and it's like no, all of these really harmful things that we were doing in the name of beauty and to be accepted. That's and now really, it's yeah, yeah you know really what I'm saying? And, and, exactly. And I'm like, I'm happy that they have better representation of, you know, like Matthew Cherry and hair love and embracing their natural curls. And there's nothing wrong with, with any of that. So I'm happy that we've gotten away from the term nappy. Although I feel like we've kind of reclaimed it, but even still, I'm like, I don't like to use that word because it makes me feel like nappy hair is bad hair. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with,
1: yeah, there's nothing
0: wrong with kinky curly hair. No, you know what? I think one of my isms actually even got me to think, I don't think I ever said, I don't know, but I remember her correcting one day. I don't know if I said it. I must've said it. I said, oh, they said that they got good hair. She was like, what is good hair? And I thought that was so, and so from there on, this is a couple of years ago, I like never say that again, because I was like, that is so true. What is good hair? So it's, um, you know, when you describe it or how do you describe it? And I think even in looking at this story and, and saying, okay, getting a little bit of the history, of course, mm-hmm. it always starts with somebody. I think hearing about the four-year-old little boy, Jet Hawkins, like, I just thought that was crazy because... I don't expect you to get discriminated in a preschool. I always expected there to be an issue with your hair in the workforce. No, no. No, I was just amazed that that was, I don't think I realized that. I thought this was like a job thing. And you know, going back back to like, when you were talking up front, we were talking about, you know, age and being in the workplace with Fort Lauderdale um, guy. I think when I thought about it, Me coming in, even I remember when I came in from the field, like coming in from, you know, being my first role within pharma and coming in house, I was the youngest person on the team. Mm -hmm. There was another black lady, but she was older. Mm -hmm. So I didn't look at it. I I think I looked at the stuff I went through more as an ageism kind of discrimination than color. Now, gotcha. like you say, I've had locks. So listeners, I've had locks since 2000. When we yeah, you you've been yeah oh three, yeah. but you've so, been so that's on the when whole, I, got I actually yeah. locked when we was um right before we uh got online. So wow. I've had locks listeners since 2003. So I don't think I ever thought anything, and I remember when I went natural, I went natural. So y'all know I, I tell the story, I went natural the weekend after Kapalua. Uh, i hate you so much so you wouldn't have to switch your hair out. no i think i think i got tired i literally I, gotcha. I remember going to get into my my perm y'all remember a relaxer yeah uh-huh. and my i know i have a picture somewhere of me at that capital i remember the outfit it was this turquoise little outfit girl that had your little stomach just a little bit because you know i was conservative and so it was a little top and it had the little capri pants and I had my tennis shoes because I'm still a tomboy and because uh, I was not walking around on no heels out there. And I remember my hair being done, girl, that thing was slick and straight, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I remember that being like, I don't know, something hit me and I was like, I'm not doing this no more. And I remember telling my mom, and she panicked. Like, wait a minute, what? What are you gonna have then? What are you gonna do? If? And it was so funny because I probably wouldn't went natural a long time ago. Had my parents probably let me with my dad, my not my dad, my mom really. If my mom had let me, I knew I couldn't do that in her house. I knew, and it was that mentality, you know. And I don't, I don't fault her, right? Because she came yeah. there where, like you just right, exactly. It was, was a different time. Yeah, that was the yep. time. And it was so funny because I used to fight against that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, I remember my mom panicking when I first saw I was going natural. And again, that was 2001. And, you know, that wasn't a popular thing. I mean, look at our line. Like, nobody had naturals really on our line. Like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So I want to say there were three people that stood out on our line who were natural back then. And I... And even looking back on it, we'll laugh about this later, but you probably know what I'm talking about. But (laughs) but back then it was so radical because there weren't products out during that time, you know, to really take care of your hair. And then also I'm like, you know, natural hair is beautiful. But I was having a brief conversation with a lady at the wedding about being natural and It's beautiful, but it's also a struggle. You know what I'm saying? Like you really have to take the time to get to know your hair all over again because what works for one person might not necessarily work on your hair. And also, it's expensive. Like playing around with products and trying to figure out what works for you, it's a lot. I don't want to discourage people. I don't want to call it a struggle. Let's call it a learning experience it's a journey let's call it a yeah journey. It, it is it's definitely right because i even think with even with locks it's, it's still even a journey i tell people yeah. all the time will be thinking don't think it's easy, easy no now. like it's, like, it's not. not and it's nothing that's terrible like you was like "Katie, what are you doing with your hair i'm like oh i'm taking it out of style so like it's, y'all right because i was like is this a style i was like that look very african girl I'm like i, I don't know what's see. going on right now but i i don't feel like doing nothing else so this might like <laughs> that might, might be it this might be it for tonight and I'll work on it again tomorrow but I'm taking it out of time but I think too it's a a journey and I you know I I think I told y'all this before but after having my daughter my scalp started doing something I had never had like scalp issues growing up never y'all I be looking like I got cradle cap at times so I can't hold a style long I can't do a lot of stuff because my hair just goes into this. So, like, right now, that's why I'm taking it down on a style because I've been putting castor oil in it and Jamaican castor oil and everything, and it's still just flaking right now so girl, girl it, it, oh my god okay oh Cause yeah. it's yeah because i'm doing it because like you see my hair right now is really curly but i've been like digging in my scalp and i see all of these flakes and that's why it's like after we get off this after we get off the phone um first thing i'm doing i'm getting in the tub and i'm washing my hair because this is like torture that's what right I have now to i have to yeah. wash my hair and i just have to yeah so I think yeah. like, it's not really, it's just flaking right now. It's not itching really horribly. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to probably oil it, like take it. I'm taking it down so I can get into the whole thing in oil. But yeah, gotcha. it's a journey. But you know, I would never go get another relaxer in my life. Like you no. could never get me to do that, right? Like you could never. No. I don't mm-hmm. want my daughter to perm her. I don't want her to relax her hair. When she, you know, straightens her hair, her hair is gorgeous. Like you can see the length on it. But right I love it when it's in twist like i love it whatever way she feels like wearing it she likes to wear braids now that's a new thing she always has to get some braids so you know that's what it is so i think you know this crown At yes it's it's sad that we needed it but glad that it, it's, it was necessary yeah It was very much necessary. Like that's just, that was just stupid. But anyway, no, I mean, but even, and I know we got to move on, but going back to your point about the little boy, he was four. So I want to say I was five. And I think Mm. the article mentioned that, that I think, what did it say about 86% of, of kids have some incident with hair discrimination by the time that they're 12. And I'm like, that's what happens. Oh, especially like if you are in a majority white school And that's exactly what happened to me So my mom ended up pressing my hair For our kindergarten graduation pictures But of course, we went outside for recess And you know what happens when you wow. run around you, you sweat, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So then my hair popped out Which is funny, I'm about to show you this picture So my, my natural hair started to pop out Although it was straight that morning that I left after recess, this is what it looked like. Ooh, like you but you feel cute, though. Right. But you <laughs> see my afro, right? Like you I see. see yes. So all of the white kids what, were so like that's all like a white kid, <laughs> Yeah. All of the white kids were like, um, what's happening? Listen. And, <gasps> Well, K got a picture similar. It didn't fluff up that much, but baby, hey, girl, look, she had to go. That thing had to got pressed, cause so I was like, yeah. right, yeah, so, girl. But when that picture came out, said, so, oh, it kind of, it kind of got a little bigger. Okay, right, right. I it mean, wasn't, it wasn't a dress mm-hmm. but no, I know. Listen, yeah. that's, a, that's a story for everyone. So I know y'all it's it's Women's History Month, and hell, we talking hell, we talking all things that you know could pertain. And I've been very vocal about this before, Suge. I know I've said this. I sometimes struggle with the whole women empowerment and women, you know, whatever, uh, mm-hmm. just because you know we think about the history of it. That a lot of that stuff about women's, um, you know, empowerment was really geared towards c- women of, of Caucasian descent. So, That's right. I I struggle with it. However, you know, I did like you know this this article that talked about the fifteen ways um, to empower women. And some of the ones that I think, you know, you know, of course, boosting, you know, boost her self-esteem, shut down negativity, be open and honest. Those are the things I think we always do. Advocate for female colleagues. I thought this was very interesting in that, you know, they give this, this, this factor of how, how many men and women are in these positions. Again, and I, I you know, I know we're both in corporate, there's still a discrepancy and a disparity rather mm-hmm. in the color, the race or ethnicity of women in these roles. Right. So you know, you'll start seeing these women climb into these high behind roles, but they often don't look like us or they have to be a certain type of us. So we talked about that in right. previous episodes with, uh you know, Kataji Brown, uh-huh. and Kamala Harris, you know, a type of, a type of black person, and right. that's no shade to them. It is what it is, right? But then, right. I think about the one that's on um, that just made our board. I mean, we got a we got a black female not on the board. Now she's black in color. That's all I'm gonna say to you. Yeah, but I very I get very that. fair yeah. skin, very fair skin. Exactly. They don't, they and, don't move. Don't move like she us. You see what I'm saying? So it's exactly. a it's a type that they'll put up in them in them roles, but advocate for your female colleagues lead by example help provide clean water i thought that was interesting now right yeah but i mean i guess that is a point because okay you also have you also have like women in africa who live in like villages or you know like poor communities and they still have Mm -hmm. to go pump water from the well and all that kind of stuff so yeah you know help your sister out send some money over across, you know, the ocean or whatever, because I mean, and I had a conversation about this this weekend, too. Like we are very blessed and very privileged in America, although we don't realize it because there are so many things that we're struggling against and that we have to fight against. But we're also very fortunate and very blessed that we don't have to deal with a lot of the problems that other people do. And we take it for granted. So things like that, like even having feminine hygiene products. Like if you know, we could just run to the store and and go get what we need, but there are uh, women around the world that aren't able to do that. So yeah, we should do like some kind of drive. Why we ain't did no damn community service? Yeah, I mean we could do that, but yeah, that's that's a bomb ass idea. I'm down for that shit. Yeah, I'm down for that. Like birthing kits, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so, that'd be yeah. dope. We can like get people to, you know, donate and shit. Okay. So, anyway, all right. We'll, we need to talk about that. Our year anniversary coming up. Our anniversary is coming up. So, we need to do something impactful and shit. Like, we need to party too. What? we going to throw our. We're going to have something, right? Who on the plane commit committed for that? I don't know, but we need to do that soon because ain't it like May? May. Yeah, like less than. Yeah, we got less A than 50 days. Yeah. So. So listeners, we need y'all to figure that out? out. Yeah. I need y'all to come out. All right. Become a mentor. It was so cute. One, um, this young lady that went to family pharmacy school, she hit me up and it was so funny. She DM me on Facebook. i is your number the same? I'm like, oh, what? My number not working. Is that wrong? Girl, I went to it. She had texted me a while back and I forgot to respond. Oh, like, I want to link up. And, you know, so, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, you don't realize that impact you have on people. And I had another young lady from the company message. You know, we had a call earlier this week, and man, I was like a good minister and stuff. I said, Wait, what's going on? Am I getting the old part? I'm gonna start being the old person. You got the call, but that mentorship is, you know, certainly. Um, uh, you know, I've stood on a couple of shoulders of people who have mentored me, mm-hmm. so you know, I you got to go get that back. Support a, a woman run business, so uh, you all. I don't know if you if I told you about In and Out, it's a company, and they I wore a bathing suit to Mexico that said the future is female and black. Do you remember in my whole... I remember that. Life, after I got wet, you could see my whole body. Whatever. It was just us. Except But for I the, didn't the realize people, that. I was except for like, the oh, you know. people on the staff while like, you was making your little sexy video. I don't know who you was trying to... Mm-hmm. Well, I had some contenders at that time. No! <laughs> <laughs> Look, shit different now, bitch. <shit> I had some contenders. I was like, okay, I've been supporting, you know, women-owned businesses all the time. And you know, when um our girl had liquid courage, I was, you know, we we do that, right? So who you supporting, man? Who I know you support some women-run businesses. Who you who you want to shout out? Uh so the first person that pops into my mind is Catherine. So if you go oh, look her gosh. up on social media. Um, her name is Deep Breath Healing. So again, like you were saying, she has a retreat coming up that I really, really want to attend, but I'm not going to be able to do it this year. But she has an event um, coming up in Mexico around the time of our birthday. Like it'll actually be taking place during our birthday, but it's going oh. to be a Goddess Rising Luxe retreat. And it's going to be in Playa del Carmen. Um, so it's going to be a small group of women, but it's going to be all about embracing your inner child and joy and womb healing. And, you know, I'm into all of the the crystals and the whole hippie shit. So I was like, that's really up my alley. But um, it sounds like it's going to be a good time. But Catherine, definitely, for sure. And again, like I said, her name is Deep Breath Healing. Um, then also our lines is Ronisha. So I know, like, she was supposed to be on the um on the show today, but we had a conflict. But then also, I, I mean, like, even if you just think about our whole line, like, yeah, we got a lot of people who are doing really dope stuff. Like, we've had her on the show in the past, Dr. Kimberly Peller. Like, she's yeah, the always, consultants. Shout out to yeah. the history consultants for sure. We gotta shout out the um uh, Seven Athletic Wear. So they they were on the show in the past too. And I think that's the thing, like if you think about it, we have supported these Black-owned businesses, women businesses along the way. Then also when it comes to, again, another Beta Alpha store, the lip bar. So like Melissa Butler has been killing it as far as the beauty game um, is going. Because remember she was on Shark Tank and they completely like, shot her idea down to hell and now she's 10 years in and like killing it with the celebrity endorsements and the lip gloss is popping and now she has her own um what is it foundation so she's really expanded so i mean like just really doing really really dope things so not even just women-owned businesses black women-owned businesses in particular so that's what i'm gonna focus on i'm telling you that right now because like i told you already i don't care about that other stuff and i also want to shout out saving our lives referral agency we just recently actually you can just go to our instagram page and we have yeah, all the time so yeah. this is women's history month or i call it black women's history month is like every damn day for us yeah all right. Exactly. Here we go. Know your own worth. I know we've talked about this in like previous episodes about negotiating, you know, for the right salary, know what you were, know how to walk away from stuff. I just told y'all the story, about mm-hmm. I just turned down a role that I was like, it just didn't make sense. And you weren't giving me anything that I was asking for. I was willing to meet in the halfway, but you didn't give me nothing. So you know, I had to, you know, I knew God got something else for me, so I had to walk away, but shout out to another Black-owned business, Career Gems for the Journey. She's been on our podcast before, talking that talk to help us get to the bag, so y'all follow her on Instagram at Career Gems for the Journey, and then fight against injustice. Shit, I think we do that every day. I mean, listen, I'm real serious about that. Y'all think y'all need to be tweeting you know, Ford is saying something about what's going on at Tennessee County Mason. Like that shit don't even make no sense. I'm real pissed about that. And like I said, I hope that Fort, that Fort Lauderdale, uh, former police chief, get all the coins. Um, help a new mom adjust. Show your appreciation for the women in your life. Keep a girl in school. Donate to women's shelters and support organizations that empower women. Again, yes. I'm listening to black Women because I think we still behind the curve. And, you know, of course, I want equality for everybody. Um, but we got to pull us up so we can get to that um, that that health equity line that we're all. Ashe, I'm here for it. But I think this is a good point for us to put a pin in it. But thank you all listeners for joining us. Um, we hope to hear from you guys and the ways that over the next upcoming weeks that you are going to empower women. Um, we will also be promoting some things on our social media so if you are not following us please make sure that you do so we are on Instagram we're also on Facebook do we still have our Twitter? we still listen I can't get into the account <laughs> we a, gotta do better we, no we got like Twitter it's it's gonna still be Finn Noir Files like I'm yeah. gonna figure that out I'm gonna be yeah so follow us on all of our social media platforms thank you for listening God bless see you and good night don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Noir Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Noir Files. Bye!